This is the DVM Divas podcast, episode number three. For today's hot topic, we are going to talk about maternity leave and how our dear, dear friend Melissa totally broke the internet. Then I'll do a clinic or life hack. We've got Melissa with a mom fail and Maria's got our big mom win for the day. So join us as we go beyond the stethoscope. Welcome to DVM Divas Beyond the Stethoscope. It's no secret that the veterinary profession is dominated by women. In fact, we make up over 60% of the workforce, and that number just keeps growing. But it's not just the numbers that are growing. Our stress and frustration levels are climbing at exponential rates. Between social media challenges, public misconceptions, and the constant competition with Dr. Google, we are finding it harder and harder to be happy and fulfilled veterinary women. Because of this, depression and suicide rates are at all-time highs in our little corner of the world. And in order to help us combat these things, we need an outlet. We need a safe place where we can open up and discuss all of the issues that we are currently struggling with. So listen along as we, the DVM Divas, discuss our trials and our troubles, as well as celebrate our wins and accomplishments. And join us as we forever test the limits of what it means to be a badass woman in the veterinary industry. So, who are we? Well, I'm Melissa. I'm a Kansas State grad and have been practicing for nearly 20 years. I have a mixed animal practice with my husband and one other partner. And I'm a mom to three very busy kids. One in elementary, one in middle school, and one in high school. Hi, I'm Annie. I too am a wife and a mama and a veterinarian. I am a Washington State grad that has done a little bit of everything as far as veterinary medicine is concerned. I'm really excited to be here, share my story, and get to hear your stories as well. My name is Maria. I am a full-time small animal veterinarian and a full-time mom to two beautiful little boys. Currently, I am practicing on the East Coast after trying our luck on the Front Range in Colorado for a year. After missing our family and, of course, the delicious food and the beautiful ocean, we decided to come back to Jersey, where we are finally home. Follow us on Instagram at DVM Divas. Like us on Facebook and join our group at DVM Divas Beyond the Stethoscope. Want to discuss something or interested in being a guest? Email us at admin at dvmdivas.com or comment on one of our social media profiles. We hope you will come along and leave your stethoscopes at work and join us. Laugh with us cry with us as we take this profession back from discontent. Grow with us as we remember why we ever wanted to be veterinarians in the first place. Hello. How are you ladies this evening? Very good. So first off, I know it's one of our big things that we always talk about, maybe not always, but it gets brought up a lot is maternity leave and kind of the veterinary profession. And I thought um, we as moms could all really talk about it. <laughs> and then we'll talk about how Melissa broke the internet. Somebody had to. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Yeah. Brought up a lot of good points. It did. Um, but I guess I will kind of start out and my maternity leave, I think was maybe a little bit more like yours, Melissa. I'm just assuming. I know we've never really talked about it before, but when I went on maternity leave, I was a partner. Mm-hmm. in the practice. And so for me, um, I don't think I ever really went on leave. I didn't really have that time off just at home because there were two of us. Um, I did more business stuff than my partner. I was still there. I think I delivered 
the first one I delivered on a Friday or Saturday and I was in the clinic the following Thursday. I'd already been answering phone calls all week. Um, and then I kept up the business stuff one day a week on the day a week my partner had off. But um, I got a lot of flack because she and another vet took all the on call. So oh, you know, when yeah. there's only two of you splitting it, that's what happens. Um, and then I think I only took four. So with three kids, I think I took four weeks, five weeks. And then the last one doesn't count because our partnership split and I was in a non-compete where I couldn't work. So <laughs> that was like the best maternity leave ever. No. So I don't know. What were your girls' experiences? Mine was fairly similar. Um, I did get... Uh, my first one, I was a, I was an associate. I was a true associate in a different clinic. So, but I think I was only going to take six weeks, and my daughter was born four weeks early, and I didn't have daycare. So I ended up taking about eight to ten weeks, and I was only paid I think for maybe two weeks of that. I can't remember. It wasn't much. Like I we I didn't get paid a whole lot for it. So not enough to really factor in, I guess. Yeah, it was a fairly traditional six to eight week maternity leave. She was my first, my only one, pretty smooth sailing. Uh, the other two, I, we had bought the practice by then. So at the, at the beginning, there was four of us and now there's only three of us. But so my second one, there was four people. So my husband took a little bit of extra call to make up for the call that I wasn't taking, but the others in the practice really didn't. And I only literally lived like one and a half blocks from our clinic. Like it was, I could walk to and from. So I think I took, I don't even remember, six or eight weeks. It wasn't any more than eight weeks. I know that with either of my second two. And like you, I still did payroll. I still did business stuff. I mean, I would walk down the street with the stroller, pop in, do a few things, go home when it was time to feed the baby. So I, I definitely, I mean, I, I worked through it, but it wasn't like doing surgery and pulling calves and that kind of stuff. You know, my perspective was when I was gone, especially as a partner, that was less income and revenue that we could bring in. And so the longer I took off, the less calls I saw, the less money we made and that, that affected us. So Mm -hmm. And not just the money, it also affects the other doctors picking up the slack and them having to work longer hours and um, seeing more patients and, and that sort of thing. So my two maternity leaves were both different. I was in private practice. I was an associate. I, New Jersey actually has state disability for maternity. So you get four weeks off before mm -hmm. you're due. You get six ah. weeks off if it was vaginal, eight weeks off if it was C-section, and then you get an additional six weeks um, as a family bonding experience. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, and that's paid? And it's all paid. It used to be paid at 60% of your salary, but they just raised it. And it used to be a cap of $600. And I don't know what they raised it to, but they actually raised the cap. So I did not want to take the full four weeks before because I felt bad that I was leaving. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't leaving. I was going out on maternity. And I ended up having to take, I took three weeks um, because I was, eight and a half, eight months pregnant or whatever. And I had a full schedule because it was the weekend of Memorial Day. Mm. And both the other vets went fishing together. <laughs> and I said, I'm done. Like it was like every 15 minutes I had an appointment. I didn't have lunch. Like it was booked straight through. So I ended up taking three weeks before I took eight weeks after because I had a C-section mm -hmm. um, and it was eight weeks after your birth. 
So if you took four weeks before and you didn't go till two weeks late, you got six weeks before and it's still all paid. Wow. Yeah, it was great. And then if your employer doesn't allow you to take the extra six weeks bonding, they actually are fined by the state. Wow. So it was amazing. It was wonderful because like, yeah, I didn't make what I normally made, but we made enough that we can, we didn't, it didn't take a hit anywhere. Obviously it was much worse for the people that work there. I was never by myself. There was always enough doctors there. So they never had a single doctor day really. So nobody had to work more, but I got back and everyone told me I was on vacation for like four months. And I was like, I wasn't on vacation, but thanks. For my second time I went out, I was with corporate um, and I got short-term disability and I got paid for eight weeks. And then I took up to 12 weeks off, which I'm happy because, I mean, while I was on maternity leave, we were planning on moving. But they were wonderful. They never gave me a hard time. And I took the time. Like, I didn't go into the office. I didn't do anything. But I'm in a different situation where with me, I'm an associate. (laughs) With you guys, you own the practice. So it's different. But my employers never paid a cent. I'm the one that paid into all this disability that I'm now getting back. Sounds like since there were already enough doctors on staff, they didn't have to bring in relief vets to cover you. No, but they did hire, my other practice did hire another vet when I came back. So that way I could take my six weeks off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they needed it anyway. And he right. was giving me a hard time. He's like, well, I'm not going to give it to you. And I was like, well, I'm going to take it. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. These are, this is what I'm planning on doing. You tell me what weeks I can go. And he ended up hiring another vet, mm-hmm. um, which he needed anyway. I mean, right. we were so busy. They always said that if they hire the relief for a day, the relief never makes enough money because they clients don't want to see a relief mm-hmm. doctor. Right. That's it, like in a private practice. In mm-hmm. corporate, it's different because you always have different vets from different hospitals. Like where I go to other hospitals, that's how it is to help. So the clients aren't, are used to not always seeing right. the same person, you know? So it's, it was a completely different experience, but I'm happy. I, I still don't think the 12 weeks off with Jacob was enough. I still think that, that somehow, and I don't think it should be employer paid. I think that somehow we should have maternity leave in the U.S., mm-hmm. whether it's a year protection of like our job in other countries. And I don't know exactly what they do, but they have some countries have six months paid. Some countries have three months paid, but they all have like a year protection. If you need a year off with your kid, take it. I get that aspect from Steve's family. He's from Portugal. And when I was out there for a honeymoon, she was like, oh, I have a pregnant associate who's going to go on leave soon. And I don't, it's a different mindset. They don't stress about things that we do because it's not work, 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 work there. It's more like, What's for lunch? <laughs> like, it's, it's different. I'm curious. Um, we've already kind of established, obviously, in a practice where there's only maybe two, maybe three doctors. And, you know, and I think this goes beyond just doctors, too. I think this goes to your support staff and your technicians mm-hmm. and things, too. It does. I think, you know, that's actually, for me right now, I'm the only woman in the practice. So I don't necessarily have to worry about, well, one is the other one's my husband and he's, hopefully not taking any paternity leaves that I'm not aware of. Um, <laughs> that would be bad. And I know the other ones beyond childbearing age, although he's got grandbabies now that he's had, he's helping his daughters with, but you know, for us, it's going to be technicians and mm-hmm. support staff that are engaged, getting married. They're, they're definitely at that age. 
And we've seen this before, you know, we just had this conversation, not about maternity leave, about the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, everybody wants that day off, everybody. And we have one tech who's kind of the senior tech. She's been there a couple of years longer than the others, but the others have all been there a few years. So it's not like we have a, an established pecking order per se. Everybody wants the day off and we can't give everybody the day off. And how do you do that? And last year, only we had one support staff for, to cover two doctors and boarding dogs. And, and it's a super busy boarding day. I think I had a high school kennel person that I brought in to kind of assist. It was nuts. It was crazy. It sucked. It, and that was just one day that we were floundering. And so I'm kind of trying to think ahead to what are we going to do if two of my texts get pregnant and because they're both getting married about the same time. So they may definitely start having children close to the same time. And, and just how do I manage that? It's not even necessarily about the pay, but just them being gone. You know, and then we have the, our two others that are going to have to cover all of their work. Do I schedule less appointments so that they're not as overworked? Do I really hire somebody for two months? And then because they're going to come back, they're going to want their jobs back. So I do I can I hire somebody for two months? I live in a very small town in a very rural area. I don't have temp agencies. I don't have a big pool to choose from. And so... I'm just wondering if other clinics, if you know what that is, how they handle that, you know, even if it's, even if the government paid for their salaries and I didn't have the onus of having to pay their salary, how do I physically handle their absence and keeping my business going to where my patients and my clients aren't feeling that? I have to say, I, I think that I really feel that the technicians are the backbone of the practice. Like definitely they do everything. They make my job easier not easy, but easier. Like I don't have to do a lot of stuff. And I feel like when a tech goes out, it's honest my, and I'm not a practice owner. It, I feel like sometimes it's a harder hit than when a doctor mm -hmm. goes out because the yeah. doctor going out, you can take a relief bed in when it, you don't have relief techs. There aren't relief techs. Mm -mm. I, I don't know any of them. And I think that's even a harder question. And what we did is when we, when our tech went out in the private practice, you know, either I was okay with and this is me personally, this is not going to be every doctor. I was okay with being short attack that any day that I worked, as long as she was able to spend the time with her kid. And, but that's how I think, you know, and not everyone is like that. So I was willing to take on more burden for her, but again, not everyone's going to do that. And it's just, do you hire somebody? And now you just have maybe like a part-time person that comes right. in, like, what do you do? And I understand that aspect of a, an owner, but I don't know the answer. Yeah, I think you can definitely ask for it. You know, I think when you hire, you can definitely say like, this is a temporary gig. We've got somebody leaving, but I don't know if they'll take it or right. not. You know what I mean? You can yeah. always ask for what you want, but if you have no one apply. Yeah, you could do temp permanent. Yeah. I mean, I took a job like that before, temp to permanent in a pharmaceutical company. I was a temp for like eight months. And then I became a permanent position, you know, yeah. knowing I wasn't, when I took the job, I didn't think I was going to be there forever. It was just, I needed a job. Right. Well, and I know from being in a small town too, like your applicant pool is not. <laughs> Do you I mean, hear me quite laughing? honestly, yes. <laughs> 
you know, or you're like, oh, I know so-and-so, they're really nice. And then your OM is like, and by the way, they were picked up last week from Bronx. And you're like, crap, like I thought that was a good kid. I thought this could work. Yeah. No, no, it won't. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I, it's interesting being in the, like, I'm not that far away from where I practiced before, but we're larger. Um, and we do have relief techs here, which I had no idea. Um, but they just do small animal and they just fill in and it was kind of bananas. Some will do months at a time and some just pick up shifts here and there, but it was interesting. I was like, holy cow, relief techs. That's a thing. Or locum techs. I don't know what you call them. I mean, honestly, a locum locum tech, you can ask for a decent amount of money because this is, you're covering shifts. I mean, we're not now, I have to say now we're fully staffed, but like, a couple months ago, we were always looking for technicians. I would have one tech or I walked in and had 35 appointments and I had two techs. I was like, what do you think I am? Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's ridiculous. So a locum tech is actually a decent gig. Yeah. Going on what your guys' experiences have been, whether it's, whether it's been maternity leave or extended leave for any reason, you know, a key member of the team needs time away you know, for, for, for any reason whatsoever, my heart definitely will recognize that person needs that time. There's something significant happening in their life. I know it. I feel it. I fully understand they need that time. Uh, my other team members fully recognize and understand they need that time. But even though you know it, it's still, it, you may not want to verbalize it, but it's a strain. You know, yeah. it does. I mean, you might know that you're doing it for the right reasons and you, and you know in your head that when it's your turn, they're going to have your back. But there's no way to deny that it puts an immense stress on the rest of the practice. And, you know, and I don't say that intending to put guilt on anybody. I don't say that to try and, you know, bring us down as a gender or anything to that nature. It's just the reality of it. I mean, we all experience it, you know, I, and I think there's just something to be said for recognizing that and appreciating that the others, they may never verbalize it. They may never say that it sucked, but they experienced the suckiness of it. And I just, that's, I think where a lot of everything else <laughs> happened. Um, and, and admittedly, I didn't word it very, um, tactfully to say the least. I think you tried. I did. I did. didn't come across. All right. Melissa, can yes. I tell you something? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it wasn't the best worded situation, <laughs> but it wasn't awful. Yeah. And on top of that, I may not have the same views as you, but right. look at the conversation we're having. Right. <laughs> what you saw. It's completely different. People went, like, they were just vicious. And you weren't saying that you should have never had maternity leave. Yeah. But no. it is a strain. And I think that everybody really needs to recognize that, yes, I believe that we should have maternity leave. I believe that it should be paid mm -hmm. by the government, not the employer. I do believe that we should have protection for a year just in case we want it. And that's okay if we want it. But we also have to- And it's okay if you don't want it too. I know. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're like, I'm going back to work tomorrow. You're not a horrible mother if no. you don't want to spend 12 weeks at home with your baby. Like, No. That's perfectly normal it. too. 
But I think we all need to realize that there is strain on the entire practice between Mm -hmm. the clients, the technicians. Look, you're not going to be able to schedule the technicians 40 hours a week, maybe, you know, they're going to lose money. There is a strain on the practice. And, you know, that's what the practice has to deal with. Yes. But practice owners are going to be vocal about it. And they have every right to be just like the associates have every right to be vocal that they want paid maternity leave. Well, and I think also, you know, I think something that we're starting to maybe slowly see as practice owners, as practice managers, um, is maybe having a little bit more understanding of what a healthy schedule is and what a realistic schedule looks like, you know, and I think we have to not give our clients all of the control in the schedule. And I personally think there is nothing wrong with telling a client, I can't get your dog in today because we're not fully staffed or, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to really go into all the details. We don't really owe it to them that much, but you know, how about we recognize as those of us who are in charge of how things get scheduled of being cognizant and respectful of the workload that we're all carrying. And perhaps during those weeks or months when we are down numbers on our team that we just say, you know what? We're going to cut back 10 to 15% on our caseload. We're not going to see every vaccination. Maybe we don't take in new patients during this time frame. You know, I think there has to be some sort of dialogue that's happening in that sense too. I mean, because we're all burnt out for one reason or another. Something is getting us down and overworking us. And whether it's somebody has to be gone for chemo, somebody has a baby, somebody's parent dies, somebody who knows what are their own mental health, they need to take a step back. You know, we need to have some strategies in place to accommodate that, not just monetarily, you know, and yes, except that you may have a slight decrease in revenue. You know, if you cannot bring in a relief veterinarian for whatever reason, maybe you, you just schedule a little bit differently during that time frame. Mm-hmm. So when I took my job in Colorado, during my interview process, I called the recruiter and I said, I just found out I'm pregnant. And she was like, I don't care. The first day you get there, let them know. I went up to him. I said, I just want to let you know I'm like nine weeks pregnant. And he goes, congratulations. He goes, you know what? I don't care because I want you for the long term. I'm not looking to keep you for a year. The way that he looked at it, it made me realize that sometimes we need to look at it. Like we might be down with staff and stuff for a couple of weeks, couple months. It may even be a year, depending on complications to everything. I don't know how long, but we want this to be a long-term thing. We want you to stay here for a long time. We want to build you here and build the foundation here. And so I feel like that sometimes when owners, you know, try to take on too much, take on too much, take on too much, when they do have an associate out, they need to realize that this associate's going to be here for a long time. And if you respect what they need now, you might have them for 10, 20 years down the road. And they're the ones that are going to be making you money also. Yeah, right. for sure. I agree completely. Hi, Melissa here. Sorry for the interruption, but we realized during the editing of this episode that we did not do a very good job of explaining what it is I said that actually broke the internet. So we thought we'd kind of get you caught up. What it boiled down to was that I was reading through some posts and one had popped up 
um, about a woman wanting the group's opinion about whether or not she was entitled to taking additional holiday leave right after her maternity leave ended. It would have been in addition to her maternity leave. And she was frustrated because members of her team, her coworkers, and her boss were not really very supportive of that because they felt like it was going to uh, mean that they were not going to get to spend time with their families on the holidays, and especially after having to cover extra shifts for her maternity leave to begin with, they were not thrilled with the idea. As I read through the comments on that post, I saw an overwhelmingly large number of women who were telling the original poster to not worry about it. Do what she needed to do. She was the hero of the story who just had a baby and screw everybody else and they would never understand and they just needed to get over it. As a practice owner and somebody who tries to lead her team as fairly as possible, I know fair is a very subjective word, it struck a chord in me that sort of philosophy that just because somebody had a baby they were now entitled to more rights than the rest of the team. And I don't really have a spot on my team for people who have the philosophy of I'm more important, what I'm going through is is harder, and screw everybody else. That's not the culture and the philosophy that we necessarily promote within our, our practice. Um, not to be insensitive to those who are going through maternity leave, because obviously as a mother, I do understand the specific and unique challenges that maternity leave presents. The posts that I wrote with my opinions on the matter were not very sensitive to those who have had very difficult maternity leaves. I, I, I did not do a very good job of giving respect to those who have had incredibly difficult maternity leaves. And we do know that, yes, everybody has a very unique experience. For some, it is a blissful and a wonderful time and bonding with their baby. And for others, it is a nightmare. It is physically, emotionally, mentally, financially a nightmare. And I did not do a good job of recognizing that. And rather, I focused on maybe the other ex- experience of maternity leave and, and trying to instill um, a courtesy uh, or trying to ask that maybe we extend some courtesy to those of us on the team or to others on our team who do have to pick up some extra work and have to cover for the loss of, of somebody who is very important to the operations of, of a practice. And rather than just sort of state it like that, I I probably used some language that was in a tone that was not, not helpful in relaying my message. And I do apologize for that. And I do think that I, I should have definitely chosen my words much, much better. What happened, as you can imagine, is that when anything with maternity leave gets brought up, passions and emotions were very, very high. And that is great. And that is good. And we welcome the discussion. It just wasn't much of a discussion. It was more of as much as it can be 
on an internet post. It was more of a yelling match, uh, some name calling, um, just not constructive and not helpful. And definitely the fact that I set it up that way, it has just as much to do with me as anybody else. Um, but I definitely saw kind of the dark side of the social media world. And that's fine. And you can continue watching and continue listening to see how the rest of that went down. And it is what it is. But that was the gist of how I broke the internet. So do we want to revisit the um, breaking of the internet anymore? (laughs) It Wait, Melissa, I have to tell you, it got so far to the point where Steve goes, well, Melissa made it to the spouse's page. (gasps) Oh, I did? You're a big deal. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> He's like, and he, they didn't name you. They were yeah. just like, there's this big thing going on on the main page. Everybody's, like, everybody's spouse was fired up. <laughs> I, was a, I was a cheerleader in high school, and we always talked about getting everybody fired up. You know, so. You did. I did. You did a good job. Oh, good. <laughs> so good. But I think it kind of kicking around. I know we tease you about yeah. <laughs> breaking the internet, but um, it was really, really interesting to kind of sit back and watch. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you went through this. I'm sorry that it was uncomfortable. Obviously, I knew what I was doing. You know, I, I was yes, not surprised. Did. I really wasn't. In fact, if you were to go through and read through, I think it was like 200 comments. It was a lot. I really had very few of those comments in there. And that was very strategic. You know, I really did sit back and just watch it all unfold. Yes, I kind of interjected a couple of times. And yes, I did kind of issue uh, an edit to say to a certain extent. Um, But really, there was a lot of projection. Um, There was a lot of words put in my mouth, some good, some not so good, or a lot not so good. Um, (laughs) There were some funny ones. There were some very rainbow shooting out of vaginas. I don't remember who said that. And if you are listening, God bless you, because I about spit out my wine when I read that. And that's that, like our first piece of it merch. It is just- like I creativity there. Like that one was by far my favorite. And so, oh, <laughs> uh, I don't remember who you were, and I'm certainly not going back to find it. But um, that was hilarious. There were. I asked my husband if he saw rainbows from my vagina. He said no. He did oh. not ever. There'd be a lot of people that could pay to see that. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I knew full well, I was opening up uh, my Pandora's box, I guess. <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. But I, I guess I just thought it was really interesting to sit back and watch and kind of use it as a case study because gender wise, we take up the majority of the profession, Right gender wise, we are taking over more and more of those higher positions within veterinary medicine. I mean, just statistically, we're going to have to. Right. And there, here's an issue that we all agree on. We all agree we need better maternity leave. We all agree, you know, so many things, maybe the details get muddy, but instead of sitting there and saying, you know what, your experience was different than mine but this is an issue we need to come together on. We sat there and shredded you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shredded. And not just you. I mean, there were other people that had similar views that were voicing like, yeah, I can see Melissa's point. I get this. Like, and just tore it apart. Mm -hmm. And it's like, really? Like, this is how we're going to behave as adults. This is why we're not getting anywhere. Yes. 
this is why we're not fixing our profession. It's yeah, because right. you get one word or you project your own shit onto somebody else and you decide they're a bitch and you decide they're against you and nothing, nothing is going to get done. And it infuriates me to no end. Not that you pissed off the internet, but <laughs> I feel like that these are conversations that need to be talked about. And I, sometimes when I feel that we're in a group of that many people, you know, the loud ones stand mm-hmm. out instead of the quiet ones who would actually talk about things as adults. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It may have come out wrong because I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? No, I but know what you mean. Like only a couple people you're hearing from out of 11,000 people, you had 200 comments. That's not a lot of people mm-hmm. in that group. And I feel like they're the ones that are just, they're reading your post really quick and they're, they're screaming at the top of their lungs and in all capital letters and all capital letters. <laughs> That's how you know that they're screaming. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Instead, they should be thinking about everything and being like, you know what? I get your view. Maybe we should actually have a conversation about this. How can we fix it? How yeah. can we make it right? Instead of telling you rainbow shot out of your vagina and typing at you in all caps. And some memes. There were some good memes too. Let's not, let's not lose <laughs> those out. There were some good ones. When you found the rainbows flying out of your vagina meme. I'm so. You know, as soon as I read that statement, the meme immediately popped in my head and it just so happened. I found the perfect clip art to put it all together. Um, so sp- speaking of joining together, random, have you guys heard of the veterinary unions that are starting to form? Mm. No, no, there's two different corporate practices on the West coast. And I unfortunately don't have a photographic memory, so I cannot for the life of me remember which ones or where, but they're actually working with like some of the other unions, like the plumbers union or um, something to unionize in vet med, which I thought was really interesting, I guess. I would agree. I don't know what to think about it. Maybe we could talk about it on another episode. I'll find the... I think that could be a topic that could be just as heated and just as pointed as a lot I'll, of maybe others. Maybe I'll break the internet next time. Yes. And I'm going to um, defer my gut reaction thoughts at this moment in respect of what we just talked about. I'm just going to drink my wine. <laughs> well, I just thought it was interesting that for once, like there was a group coming together to like be supportive of one another. And I was like, that could go very well or could go very wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Either way. But it's interesting. Very. Any other thoughts on maternity leave? <laughs> <laughs> or Melissa breaking the internet. So I guess kind of the big things we visited about was we pretty much all agree that we need better maternity leave in the U.S. Yes. Sure. 100%. Yes. Absolutely. That it kind of seems to suck for everyone. Not just who, you know, having babies staying home, but also our staff. And then we threw out some ideas about maybe having the state run it or government run, those kinds of things. And then there are lots of other random topics. <laughs> um, oh, we're going to do our hacks. So first up is Melissa with her mom fail. Yes. And so I mentioned this to you guys before we started recording. This actually is a seven, over seven-year-old mom fail. This happened to at least seven years ago. So my oldest daughter who was getting ready to start her freshman year in high school. So when she graduated preschool, that's how long ago this was. Um, so no, we're even beyond seven years now because she's 
Yeah. That was, yeah. Anyway, I suck at math tonight. But anyway, they send home the little flyer that says, you know, make sure your daughter, your child has a nice change of clothes. Um, you know, we're going to have the little ceremony. We'll have some cupcakes and cookies afterwards. Family and friends be here by such and such time. I had it down on my schedule to be there at 4.30. I don't even know. Let's just say 4.30. Graduation started at 4. Oh my God, you missed it? Missed it. My husband and I, I like missed it. They were finishing up as we got there. Did she see you walk in? Um, she knew we weren't there. <laughs> she definitely knew we weren't there. Some other like mom was like, I took pictures for you. I'm like, thanks. That's so awesome. <laughs> so you look at the pictures and there's all these girls in their cute little dresses and she's just in her jeans and t-shirt. <laughs> I bawled. I remember just like, I barely held it together. I came home. I was just like locked myself in the room. I was such a blubbering mess that entire night for like a week. I was like, I can't believe I missed my daughter's preschool graduation. She's going to be scarred for life. And you know, all of that. I will be happy to report though, that she now doesn't remember it. Like she, (laughs) thank God, very well-adjusted child, you know, top of her class in middle school, high achieving. Of course, maybe she's constantly looking for that parental validation. She's overachieving. She's like over accommodating for the lack of parental support she had as a five-year-old. So I was trying to think of like, what's a mom fail? And to this day, like I said, she is now a freshman in high school. That one still lingers and haunts me, but I'm I'm processing it. I'm dealing with it. I think just I'm- don't miss our high school graduation, Melissa. <laughs> I haven't missed a single flipping ceremony since. I will have you know. We're gonna like take our high school graduation announcement and like doctor yes. it thirty minutes early yeah. and send it to you. <laughs> well, now when my husband asks every single time we have any sort of like kid thing, are you sure that's the right time? Shut up! No, I'm not sure. Let me check that's again. Awesome. That's awesome. That was also before smartphones and before I could put everything into like a text alert reminder too, and had a calendar at my fingertips every moment of the day. Right. That's That's my epic mom fail. I missed my firstborn's preschool graduation. If it makes you feel better, we homeschool. So there's no preschool graduation (laughs) at all. And that's my own fault. That probably doesn't make you feel any better. How do you homeschool as a vet? That's another conversation for another day. I was going to say, we can, let's make that another episode. It'll be fun. <laughs> That's a whole other situation if they ask you that. Not even as a vet. I want to know how you do it and don't kill your children. That's what I want to know. Seriously, I've been home for how many days? It's Wednesday. I've been home for four days. It's hard. And I'll admit, I don't do it alone. So oh. I have another mom okay. who she and I do it together. So that helps. That's not like, there's no crown or anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like this is not amazing. No superhero, just, okay. So I'll do my, cause I really want to hear your mom win. Cause I think it's going to okay. knock everything out of the park. So, um, <laughs> I'll give you my, I guess it's, I came up with a clinic hack, but it's not really a clinic hack. It's more of a way for me to hack my attitude while I'm at work. So for me, I stole this idea from Brendan Burchard, who I don't know if you guys have ever watched him or read him. He has high performance habits, but, um, 
he does it for some things, but I get pretty bogged down at work. And sometimes I can get pretty sad and kind of just really burn out like in the middle of my day or even like mid morning and then mid afternoon. Right. (laughs) Yes. 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 So I have an alarm that's set to go off on my phone and it really sole purpose of this alarm is to remind me to sit down and close my eyes and breathe for five seconds. Hmm. And to think of the words, like I want to bring joy to my day. Mm -hmm. I want to have compassion for others and I want to grow as a human. Wow. Literally think about those three words for five seconds, take another deep breath and then I'm back into my day. And it sounds super stupid. And the first few times I did it at my new clinic, my texts were like, what the? (laughs) Cause I was like, Oh, hang on time. Time out guys. I'll be back in like 10 seconds. Like. I've actually found that it really helps me mentally just to stay in it and keep in it, refresh periodically, and then get back into whatever I'm doing. So So you're saying I shouldn't have turned the Breathe app off on my Apple Watch. Oh, I don't know what that is at all. Yeah. So Apple Watch, I just got one last year. It has yeah. a little thing. It's like it it does, it buzzes and you set set it for however long you want it to be, and it just tells you to breathe. No way. Yes. I need an Apple watch. Yeah. I'll be honest. I kind of gave it a dirty look. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Watch. <laughs> I turned it off. You're not the boss of me. Why am I surprised you did that? Not really. Not really at all. Maybe I'll, okay. Maybe I'll try it. I'll turn it. I'll reinstall it yeah. and I'll report next, next time we record how it's going. <laughs> the first, so I promised myself I'd do it for a week. And the first three days, I was like, "This is the dumbest thing in my life. <laughs> like, this is the stupidest thing I've done in a long time." <laughs> but then after like day four or five, I was like, "Oh, my texts were even like, you seem happier this week." And I was like, "Oh, well, if you think that, then let's do it. We'll keep it." Well, I think the key is that you were not just, I mean, you weren't just doing sort of a generic breathe. You had something intentional that you were thinking on and focusing on. And I think that's the key is that you have to sort of divert your frame of mind to, I'm sorry, I can't. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you who cannot see what we're seeing now, by the way, if you subscribe to us, you can see yeah. the the recording of us, the video recording of us of doing this podcast, which we edit so much out for the audio version, but yes. you can see what we see. And what we just saw was Anne <laughs> muting herself, but still yelling at her children off camera. It was beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> They're doing really good. They're only like five minutes past bedtime and the video was scheduled to like shut off at bedtime. And so now They're I think like, somebody hey. just came in with like a black eye, you know, black <laughs> and I was like, get out. I have more minutes. I am proud of you for hitting the mute button so quickly because I would have been like, rah, 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 rah. so for you listeners, awesome. please, if you are so inclined and you want to see us and all of our <laughs> parenting glory. Um, (laughs) Definitely subscribe to us. Find us on YouTube. We will put that link in the show notes and uh, you can watch us make fools of ourselves. So with that, we'll have Maria and our mom or life win. Okay. So I had an amazing one this summer. We do like yearly passes to something and I only get one because I feel like if I have too many, then I'm overwhelmed. 
So our one was expiring. It was to the aquarium. And I'm like, I don't want to spend this summer at the aquarium. So let's pick something else. So Steve and I were, Steve's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I kind of want to join the pool. I kind of want the kids to get used to the swimming and stuff like that. You know, they had some swim lessons in Colorado, but nothing here yet. And I want to get them used to the water. So he's like, all right. So I looked at all the swim clubs because we do like we have a swim club literally a half a block down where they have multiple pools. And I'm like looking at it and I'm like, I don't want to pay $800 for two months. Wow. Yeah. For like two months. Yeah. Because in, in Jersey, you can't use it every day, you know, especially this summer. It's storming and stuff. So, so I went on Facebook. Oh, Facebook, you know, and I looked in our local thing and I found this water park. So I'm like, we're going to go to a water park today. It seems like, oh, great. It's like cold out. It's cloudy. You're going to take us to this damn water park. So we go in and they're like, all right, it's $45 for the, for three of you because Jacob's so little. And they're like, and that's a season pass till the end oh of my December. Gosh. And I was like, Sure. Here, I hand him the credit card, and Steve looks at me, and he's like, "What if you don't like it?" I go, "Then I'll get my money back. You don't worry about that." We walk in. It is the freaking coolest thing ever. Like they have the bucket, they have a lazy river, and it's indoors. They have slides. They have like a big tube where you can fit like six people in and go down. They have what is that um, surfing thing? You can do, they have an indoor pool. They have an indoor pool basketball oh, court. Yeah. They have an indoor kiddie pool. They have a, and then they have an outside section where they have a wave pool, another pool, another kitty area. They have an arcade and we walk in and they have a bar. That's why they can sell $45 season passes. <laughs> yup. So every single Sunday we have been going. And the best part about this is that Monday they'll sleep till almost nine o'clock. Uh, oh, and you're, you're off on Mondays. And I'm off on Monday. I'm like, this is the best thing you could do. That was awesome. That is a huge win. Now, and then I get discounted birthday parties. So I think I'm going to have Jacob's second birthday party there. How big is that place? It's huge. Absolutely wow. huge. Wow. I love it. I love it. Well, I think we've really hit some good topics today from maternity leave to breaking internets to all the hacks and the wins. I really like the water park win. I'm gonna have to look into one of those. That's amazing. So thank you all for joining us on the DVM Divas podcast. We'd love to hear what you think. Go ahead and contact us on any of our social media platforms. Um, It's pretty much at DVM Divas on all the things such as Facebook, the Twitter, I sounded like an old 80-year-old right there. <laughs> oh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for our behind-the-scenes look into what we look like and picking our noses. Anyway, so join us next week as we continue to dive in to what it means to be a mama and a vet and a Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.